Hi, I'm Ben Goodley-Slack, and I'm the founder of The Swan Song Project. The Swan Song Project is a charity that gives people facing the end of their lives the opportunity to write and record their own original songs. I've started doing a series of interviews with songwriters, where I ask them to share one of their songs, um, tell us about how they wrote it, share with us a songwriting tip that might be useful to new songwriters, and also um, share with us how a piece of music has helped them deal with uh, bereavement in the past. This episode features Lisa Marie Glover, and I hope you enjoy it. Okay, today I'm here with Lisa Marie Glover. Thanks for joining us, Lisa. Oh, very nice to be here. So um, Lisa's going to play a song for us. We're going to have a chat about it. Then Lisa's going to share with us a songwriting tip. And then we're going to talk about a song that um, is meaningful to Lisa related to end of life and bereavement. So um, I'm going to put you on the big screen, Lisa. Do you want to introduce your song and uh, take it away whenever you're ready? Hello. <laughs> Hi. Uh, this is a song I wrote uh, about Barcelona and it's called Shadows and Light. A little bit of nature captured in the stone Stalls and painters beneath an August sky, taken in the city from a park upon a hill, blazing in the sunshine, staying there until twilight falls around me. So I head back to the town. Disembodied voices on the Wondering inside 
Outside on a rooftop, wine begins to flow. Singing and laughter, watching people down below. Walking through the shadows, in the beams of lemon light. Riding on the tail of the day into the night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. Thank you very much. Um, what can you tell us about writing that? Uh, okay, well, that is a song that I, I, it came together, um, I think it was sometime last year or even the, the end of the year before. Um, but the, the lyrics I wrote many years ago, I, I lived in Barcelona for a short time uh, back in the early 2000s and I scribbled some words down one day. Um, just in an old notebook and I actually pulled this old notebook out and was like oh I forgot about this and it was, it was a skeleton of that song and I just sort of started pulling it together and putting it in order um, and then just sort of came up with the music to go with it and it started off a lot more, it started off quite plain initially just with just that kind of thing just while I was initially writing it and then I started to think well I want to make it feel a bit more pseudo spanishy I suppose so I just sort of just came up with that kind of finger picking pattern and it, and it just kind of went from there really yeah yeah that's really nice um do you do that do you do that often of like revisiting um things that you've written in the past and then coming back to them and does that happen a lot for you or is that yeah occasionally it's um because there is I've just recorded an album do you know Phil Snell um, I know the name, I don't, I don't know him personally, but I've heard of him, I think. Uh, you know, he's a fellow of Pinotley, but he's, he plays mandolin and violin and all kinds of things. He's got a really nice studio, and I've, I've just been recording an album with him, which will be coming out soon, but that song's on it. And there's another one um, I've written called Loose End, and that's also sort of Barcelona-inspired. There was a few lyrics in there, again, taken from old notes. But yeah, sometimes it, it happens like that, because I've, I've got a box full of just some of it's really random poetry mostly quite funny and sometimes a bit filthy <laughs> <laughs> but um i've just got I, i've done a lot of really mind-numbingly boring temp jobs over the years and when i've had those days of desperation i usually write <laughs> down all kinds of weird stuff and i sometimes go back to it and it turns into a song but um yeah and, and then of course and you probably know yourself you get those songs where they just seem to come together in a matter of like minutes and you know you polish it up but the, the majority of the songs written in a matter of like half an hour or something um, do you when you write separately like with with that one did when you wrote it originally was it intended to be a song or was it just like a poem do you think or like, i'm just wondering if um, when you write lyrics do you write with like a musical idea in mind or like a style you want it to be or do you just write words and then try and uh, then add music to it it's funny. It, it depends because sometimes i'll just like I mean, I'm not going to play the whole song, but like they were, for ages I have this riff. And I put about three, probably a couple of different 
lyric attempts before I got to the song it actually became. Um, so sometimes it might be, you know, like a little riff comes or, or I've been playing something, just playing some covers I really like and then suddenly I'll go, oh, hold on, I can use that and that becomes something else. Or, um, it's weird, I've been challenging myself to write um, out of the box more over the last couple of years where I'm like, okay, I'm, today I'm going to write a song only using minor sevens. <laughs> <You Yeah. know? laughs> Move them around and see what happens. So it's quite a varied process for me. Uh, but yeah, when I, I mean, that's that song I just played. I think, um, I think I probably did scribble it down with the idea of it at some point. It was more of a lyric in mind than a poem. But... Mm. Um, yeah, as I say, it's quite a long time ago when I actually, you know, yeah. screwed it down, so. Something yeah. I used to do when I first was starting with songwriting is I'd write, a, when I'd, write, I'd write a set of lyrics to a tune of a song that I liked, so like a famous yeah. song, I'd basically write a new set of lyrics to that, and then I'd leave it for a while, so I'd forget which song it was that I based it on, so I'd come back and have this set of lyrics, and I'd forgotten what song I based it on, so then I'd try and write a new set, a new tune to it, which That's was quite an interesting idea. way of doing it. But it was just like sorry to introduce this the delay on this, isn't it? I was gonna say I'm gonna nick that idea for the students at Clothcat. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, that's a really good idea. Yeah. The only thing like it's just kinda uh, you know, the, the the leaving it and waiting the time <laughs> is the trickier part. Sometimes I mean sometimes I just yeah, it goes quicker. But we were talking I was talking with another songwriter friend of mine yesterday and we we're talking about um like if you heard that Leonard Cohen would spend years writing songs, he said that some songs would take him over ten years. And he'd write, you know, like multiple, 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 like 60 verses for a song and then throw away 55 of them. But we were talking right. about whether he actually means working on a song, for, like presumably he's not working on it every day for 10 years. Presumably it's like, and I was thinking like, like you know, like, like you said with that, like if you wrote that song, presumably that song took, was he say it was what, like uh, 20 years or so when you wrote those lyrics? Uh, well, you must be getting on for that, yeah. Because that, yeah. Like 2002, 2003. So, well, you know, you could seven, 16, 17 years or whatever we're up to. I don't know, I'm losing track now. Yeah. 17 years. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, presumably that's what he means by that. Like he had some idea, like your know, ideas develop yeah. over time by that rather than working consistently on the one song for 10 years, which would be uh, very tedious, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. I think you'd lose the will at that point. I've, yeah. I've had it a few times where I've started writing something and it has, it's evolved into some else you know like oh I don't this song isn't really working oh but if I take this bit and put it with this mm. -da! and the little <laughs> bulb off in your head and yeah it's a it, I, I think I guess again as we, we mentioned before we were recording um we've both worked doing the songwriting um tutoring stuff and it's it's one of those things where you think oh god where do I begin really and it, it, I think because I've been doing more of that, you know, you start to analyze more. How do I write a song? What is it? What, what? And I think I've become more self-aware of the process in the last mm. few years, whereas initially I used to be like, oh God, I don't know, don't, I'll just do it. <laughs> but yeah. I think it's keeping it creative as well and finding lots of different ways of just challenging yourself and looking at what you've done already and what can you do differently next time. Yeah. So, yeah definitely and i think um the same as what you, what you were just saying there is i found that it's when you study it a lot and kind of explain methods to other people you can lose touch with the freedom of not having any methods so that's something yes. that i've been like one thing that i found very inspiring doing these um somewhere interviews recently is is kind of remembering that of like sometimes to just you know forget about all the methods and just flow with um whatever ideas are coming to you and that's one of the beautiful things about it is that you know you can you can 
there is so many methods you can use, but there's also there's an infinite amount, and, and you know, some of them you can't describe them as methods. You just something just happens, and you get a song out of it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you you definitely shouldn't. It's funny because I I did a HND in music again a long time ago, just before I went to Barcelona. And I remember at the time, I I picked up so much great theory knowledge that I just know now. But at the time, it really sort of squashed my creativity because I was overthinking everything. Mm. And and I think it for a while, it did put a bit of a dampener on my writing, without a doubt. Um, But in the long run, it was, you know, it was worth it. It yeah. was definitely to, to go and study, but um, yeah, definitely try not to to stop the flow. You just to go with the flow. I think we're already moving towards what you were going to ask me. Actually, yeah, you know? yeah. Let's that's a smooth transition. Let's move into section two. So uh, this is why yeah. I ask ask my guests to uh, share a songwriting tip that might be useful to to new songwriters. So uh, so yeah, Lisa, what have you got for us? Well. Yeah, pretty much following on. I, I was making me notes like last night and now I mustn't try to waffle. But I think um, the, the, the overall message would be less overthinking and more doing. So, yeah, um, I, I, yeah put down like the best ideas come when, you, when you're not trying too hard. If, you, if you're trying too hard to do something, you'll just get frustrated and you'll get writer's block. And, and I think something else in the past with me is that I used to be obsessed with trying to make every song not sound like another song. And I think sometimes you kind of one thing flows into another and I've learned that it's better to again I don't know if you've ever done any sort of drama improvisation but they always say in an improvisation class don't block the other person if someone comes with an idea go with it don't suddenly go no you can't be a dinosaur because they're all dead you know or whatever <laughs> it's the same with yourself when you're writing don't suddenly go oh but I use that chord and it's like well hold on no just see where it goes it's something it's still something different and I don't know if I'm being very clear right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. And I think you I think what you said about um worrying a lot about songs sounding like other songs is yeah. is a very common one and um definitely something that I've had in the past. And then and then I think a lot of people, especially people who you know who don't play a lot of music or don't know a lot about this, that side of things, but that how many songs are very similar in structure but sound but still like the experience yeah. to a listener is very different. But you know that like so many songs just use exactly the same chord progression. And yeah. yeah, even tunes are quite similar a lot of the time. Um so yeah, you don't have to be as out, you know, like completely out of the box. And people like familiarity as well. That's what I used to think as well. Like, well, the more original you can be, the better. But that's not necessarily the case because you get a lot of people who make original stuff for the sake of it being original rather than for it being a effective piece of music in a way. If that, if that makes sense and meaningful to people a lot of time. People, yeah, I, it's, yeah, it's finding that balance, isn't it? I think um, trying to do you trying to put your own sort of flavor on something, but at the same time. Yeah, I guess it. I, I guess it depends what you're setting out to do. Um, but yeah, from a general songwriting point of view, definitely go with the flow and try not to do your own heading too much. Yeah. And the best ideas always come late at night. <laughs> yeah. Two o'clock in the morning might be good time for writing songs. It might not be so good for your housemates or the people you live with. So. <laughs> but, um, sociable working hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but sorry <laughs> that sleep deprivation i think can really help sometimes with the creativity yeah no doubt about it yeah good stuff yeah thanks lisa um so let's move into section three now shall we so this is where i ask my guests to um choose a song that means something to them relating to end of life and bereavement um so lisa's going to introduce the song in a moment then the link is in the uh, in the description of this so if you're watching the video and you want to listen to the song you can pause it 
in a moment and go and listen to it and then come back and we're going to have a little chat about it. So uh, what song did you choose for us, Lisa? Um, I chose Over and Over by Fleetwood Mac. Um, it was a Christine McVeigh song. Um, the reason I chose it, Fleetwood Mac were like the first band I properly got into that made me want to be a songwriter. And that was because of my dad, who I, I lost my dad when I was 15. But um, he really liked Fleetwood Mac. We'd have it on in the car all the time. There's lots and lots of songs I could have picked, but over and over, I just always remember and going, oh, I really like this song. He always seemed to like that one. So I think it's, when I hear it, it's, it's all very positive. As I think I mentioned in the email to you, it's not really anything about the, the lyrical content. It's just that it's a song that I'd liked and, and it is a, it's quite a nice tune, really. So yeah. I thought this was the one to pick. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's yeah. funny isn't it, how uh, I, I think I said it in one of these other interviews as well. But yeah, you know, a song can contain like a thousand memories, and how yeah. certain songs remind you of certain people and certain time periods. Um, yeah. And, so, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was going to say because another one for me, anything from it's such an obvious album, but it was it was a crucial album, uh, Rumours. Um, because I also love um, Dreams as well, which is another one. I did think of that and uh, I play Rihanna quite a lot when I'm out gigging. And, and there's another song, Sarah, which uh, that one as well. But as I say, I'm, Over and Over is definitely the one I'd pick, I think. Yeah. So I hope to oh, enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Thank you very much, Lisa. Uh, thanks for your time. And um, yeah, and thank you to everyone tuning in. Uh, please check out Lisa's, Lisa Marie Glover's. Um, work and uh hope you've enjoyed this interview and i'll be back with another episode soon thanks, so yeah thanks a lot lisa <laughs>